Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Detroit Dark Talk, the only podcast that will make you immune to bullets as long as they're not fired from a gun. In the studio today, we have no one because we're all under quarantine. Quarantine America, we have Tom and Tim. In quarantine New Zealand, we have Slater. Hi Slater, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're, we're hanging in there. Yeah, really excited. This this uh, episode has been a long time coming. We've wanted to have yeah. you on for a long time, and obviously because of our uh, time zone differences, that hasn't really uh, ever worked out yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to this I'm one. I'm always working. <laughs> for those that don't know how time zones work, whenever we record it, we try to record at like 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. At That's when East- Slater starts work. <laughs> Five, five or yeah. six o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern Central Standard Time, not Central. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> but this has been a long time coming. We've talked about having you on here just about since we met you. <laughs> How long has it been? It's been well, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't even know. Well, I, mean, I, I don't want to think about that. We've been doing the podcast <laughs> a little over a year, so right around then. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you were one of our first fans and super fan. He, he's one of the only people yeah. that listened to the entire. April Fool's episode. Aha, uh-huh, sick prank. <laughs> Dude. Well, it was nice and peaceful. So, yeah. in the... Um, it was a nice chill time. Yeah. In the world's uh, biggest mod party uh, Discord, somebody was asking if there was something wrong with the audio on his podcast uh, uh, app because he, all he heard was static, as he put it, for that episode. That, that I believe <laughs> that was... What's his name? Destroyer, Destroyer 125? Yeah. That, that, that made my week. That, that was... Perfect. So, shout out to you, uh, Destroyer One Twenty Five. I joined. Yeah, I, I got. I got it pretty quick. Like it, it, two seconds in, and there was no audio. I was like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> Get it. And I waited and waited for the punchline, and it was all the way at the end. <laughs> now this, this is this is the punchline. You're here. That's the joke. Yeah. Uh, we tricked you into being on the podcast. Oh, plan. I threw that episode together. I should be able to see the future. Ah. Uh-huh. I threw that episode literally together in about three minutes before I left for work uh, the morning of April 1st. I had joked about doing it a couple weeks before, just uh, you know, as a passing joke. And then the morning of, I was like, oh yeah, it's April Fool's. Let me, let me go do something. Do it. <laughs> so so uh, do, do you want to hop into recent projects? Yeah. Have you done anything, Tom? So, uh, all I've done is work, and I've been 3D printing uh, face shields. Anything? So I've, I've noticed that I've noticed that a lot of people in the hobby have been doing this. They've been you know, like trying to trying to figure out how to help. A lot of hospitals need face shields still. There are a lot of really easy files to print out. I'm printing out one that I believe this, like the Swedish Center for D- Disease Control put out. Okay. I can print maybe 20 a day, and you know, like even that, that's better than nothing. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see the community get behind this. Yeah. Yeah, I- at this point. No, no events are going on, so no one's really 3D printing stuff. People just have like 3D printers sitting there gathering dust. Print some masks. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, I've been doing the. You can um, help. What's that? You, know, you can help so many people in so little time. Absolutely. But I've, it's not even your time. It's gonna be pre- it's gonna be sitting there either way. Yeah, I've been doing the um, N95 respirator covers. Um, mostly. Yeah, those for, are nice. I need mostly. For, I need to print a few of those. Yeah, mostly for the um, the people that my wife works with because my wife's a nurse. Um, so yeah, she, uh, she put a post out there and anybody she knows that wanted one, um, I've been printing for them because you know, I, I think those, you know, there's a lot of people that don't even know that those type of things are out there. So the people that do, I'm letting them get from other people and I'm, I'm kind of helping out people that haven't heard about it. So other than me printing uh face masks or uh, face ma- respirator covers, uh, I also, um, uh, finally got around to, uh, 
converting that server box into a uh, printer enclosure. Finally. Finally. <laughs> it looks good, too. <laughs> I need to do... To post up a picture, man. Yeah, I, I, there's still a couple of things I got to do. Um, and because the masks are only an hour and a half print, I've been doing those throughout the day. And then I'll set up uh, some of the prints that I need to do to finish putting the server box or the, uh, the enclosure together um, tonight as I go to bed. I'll let those print overnight. So um, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. It'll... Uh... I've been waiting a long time, Danny. <laughs> It uh, it looks good though. I cut out uh, uh, twenty by seventeen uh, inch uh, window in the front. Put plexiglass in there, and then um, nice. And then I used uh, a bunch of M3 screws that I bought for Nerf projects, and and screwed it in at like three inch intervals. So it it's, looks really uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for like like industrial or it it just I don't know. It looks really Schnazzy. good. Yeah, it it looks nice. Even though the server box is pretty well beat up, but. Looks good. I'm happy with how it turned out. So, and I know Slater, you've been working on a project. Why don't you tell us about that a little bit? Um, well, I'm one for challenging myself. So I, I did one strife build and freaked out the whole time, and then I did a second one, which was just copy what I did the first time. But this time round, I decided, you know, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna go brushless. Oh, geez. <laughs> just because I know it. <laughs> I'm I when it comes to electronics, I I'm no good. Like honestly, I'm a Springer dude through and through. Yeah. <laughs> but this this brushless thing has been fun. Like I managed to pick up a couple of ESCs that have LEDs in them. What? I mean, you can program them. To, they've got they've got LEDs in them, so that when when you start it up, the the, the LEDs glow. That's awesome. Like super bright. It looks like there's a like I, I'll, I'll send a picture through, but it's um it looks like there's something burning inside the strife it's it's insane that sounds amazing you can program them to change the colors but after starting it up and having just the clean white light that just glows like crazy oh i bet um i, I think i'm gonna have to leave it like that but it's full of this 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 ultra strife is it's using the gen 4 cage from ultrasonic okay sort of just following along with with his guides on it um i'm not using an, an arduino i'm using the enough Arduino. um Nano, okay, which is made just for for the, these brushless systems. It's basically just drop it in and, and go. If you're smart enough, unlike me, to have already had something to flash your um, ESCs with, <laughs> it's it's the only thing I've got left to do. Oh, okay, and I'm waiting on the linker for that. But um, it's it's full of resin parts from from Big NZ because they're just awesome and so i'm probably going to add a whole bunch of leds to light up those parts as well just right. get this thing looking like it's it, it's got a nuclear reactor in it and it's about <laughs> to explode that's awesome so are the leds going the entire time or do they just like light up when you rev well you're, it's a brushless so you're not really revving yeah um the the leds on the esc's um, I believe you can program them to to certain intervals or on certain actions. I'm not a hundred percent on that. Okay. I'll know once I get the linker. But um, at the moment, they're just constantly on. As soon as you start it up, you get the little bleeps, and there's just this giant glow inside. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so bright that you can almost see it in indirect sunlight. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't decide whether to go full length or. or half length because I'm, I'm basically building this for quick flag are all of your other blasters half length pretty much and then I, I would suggest going half length i tell you what you know i now that i am pretty much fully vested in the half length uh 
ecosystem. I don't know that I'll ever really go back. Um, as soon as I converted my FDL to half length, I knew I had to convert the uh, yeah. Retalicon to half length. No looking back. Well, yeah, because I mean, if when I go to an HVZ event, if I'm not running half links on both, then I have to carry two loadouts essentially. So. Yeah, that, that's the way I look at it. You know, it's twice as much gear you have to schlep to an event if you're uh, running full links on some stuff and half links on another. Yeah. Oh, see, I cater for both with Quickway. Okay. I, yeah. I've, I've got a whole bunch of half link loaner darts, but they're all ACCs, so they're not good for flywheels. Right. So right. If I do go half link, I'm going to have to invest in a crap ton of um, Adventure Force waffles. Can you guys which get... is which is great because I can yeah yeah I can order them on Amazon. Oh okay cool. Not at the moment. <laughs> but, well yeah. But um, after after the lockdown I can order more because we can get the I think it's the three hundred pack three hundred or is it two? I think it's two hundred. I think they have two hundred packs and then five hundred packs depending on where you're at. I haven't seen any of the five hundreds. I'd love to for those to come up. The only time but, I've actually yeah. seen the 500s in person was uh, when I was over in Canada. I picked up a 500 count box. Well, okay. I, I I have seen 100 count boxes at uh, Target too. I don't know if you guys have Target, but um, that's where Dart Zone sells their blasters under their own name. Yeah, kind of a bit there. I don't see you or me. What? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing quite like a uh, Adventure Force start coming out of a flywheeler. We pick up about uh, 10 FPS uh, in the FDLs. That's mad. Yeah. Like even even with the the brushed strife that I've got, like I finally got to play with it at the last match. Like I built this thing probably second match in, and it's been going for over a year now. And I've just been learning it out to other people. I finally got to play with it, and I I have the Ezekiel half dart um, adapter in it, and I I got some AF waffles, and I it was insane. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, one of our club members, Mac, uh, he was on the episode where we did the uh, comparison for the Dart Zone Pro and Sita uh, and Prophecy and all that. Um, he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got a very early uh, uh, pack of the Adventure Force waffles because I think it's his daughter works at uh, Walmart. And so we were playing around with them and we couldn't believe how good they were. All right, so the reason we wanted to have you on, Slater, was to, uh, to, to hear about Quick Flag New Zealand. So, you know, Tell us about your, your organization, your pet project, your love, your however you want to refer to it. My weird love child. Um, <laughs> I, I did not know what I was getting into when I started this all. Like I saw the Singaporeans playing Quick Flag over in, well, Singapore, obviously, but on the, the YouTubes, and I loved it. Like It was a nice, simple format for a lot of people that have never played Nerf before, well, any form of blaster sports. And it was very much a grown-up thing. Like, there was one group, well, there's, they're still here. There's a group here that basically just, they work with kids and, and teenagers. I wanted something for, for the adults that are interested in it. And it took off faster than I expected. Like, I, I didn't expect much at all when I first got into it. Like, like I say, Nerf's not a massive thing here. And we don't really we get some like Zuru blasters and, and things like that, but we don't have things like Busby or yeah, your Dart Zone blasters or anything like that. So it, it's never really been a massive thing. So trying to convince people to play something that they've never played before that they associate with children is a bit of a challenge. But it, it it's piqued so much interest with with quite a few people. Like I I'm amazed 
some of the turnouts we have. We we generally have a core sort of eight players that, that turn up. Admittedly, some of those are family members that probably feel obligated because I guilt them into it. <laughs> but but funnily enough, teachers is a big one. Really? We've really? got quite a few teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think, like, one of the teachers that we um, have in, in the group, he's he's actually talked about it with a teacher at a school and has, that teacher started up a program with, with the teenagers playing things like this. So that's quite cool to see. But, but teachers, I think they need an outlet. <laughs> and so hopefully it's just going to spread and we'll, we'll grow from there. I, but I could see we, that. We have, yeah, like it, it's a stressful job dealing with kids all day oh, and, yeah. and having something that's solely just for you. Quick lag is a nice escape. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Ion Rush format, but but I know some people are easily confused. <laughs> so I guess what is the actual difference between Quick Flag and Ion Rush? Well, Ion Rush is it's a slightly more evolved version of, of like it's like an evolution of, of Quick Flag basically. Um, Quick Flag is is fairly simple and straightforward. It's it's five versus five. You got a flag in the middle. You get to that flag. You get through the opposing team and, and you plant that flag all in the space of two minutes. There's there's no respawns, nothing like that. Um, you only get the one blaster, no master keys, no no air blasters or anything like that. It's it's just you just jump in there and you go hell for leather and try and try and get that flag land because even if you eliminate the whole team, that's that's not a win. You have to place that flag. Okay. Now what about uh got a difficult yeah. What about uh, ammo limits? Do you have any type of ammo limit? Yes. 60 rounds per person per round. Not per match, per round. Okay, so, so a lot more it, liberal. with Yeah, the... because and we we allow a mix of, of springers and flywheels and, and, and that, but and the flywheels can chew through the ammo pretty quick. <laughs> I just don't want to limit the 60 rounds to an entire match because especially with people starting out like maybe once we move more into the competitive side of things we'll, we'll do that but at the moment you get people that have never played before they come in and they just they just vomit darts across the field <laughs> yeah i've been there uh, that's why i use a springer yeah. for ion rush is because i i have uh, not shown the trigger discipline necessary uh, to use a flywheel for 50 rounds yeah. for three or 50 darts for three rounds yeah see it's, i i believe with quick flag it was already 60 by the singaporean standard but if it wasn't i changed it to 60 because you get the 15 round mags four mags nice and simple yeah yeah it's a good count. Go. and half the time like i'll be lucky if i get through my my, my second magazine using my uh, long shot or my caliburn or any of my springers but with the flywheels, I think I'm a bit bit similar to <laughs> other people. I'm just like, okay, well, instead of firing one dart at this person, I'm going to send three. <laughs> yeah, it's, just bam, bam, bam. it's easy to do, especially when you're running yeah. something like an FDL and you can you know, quickly swap between single, two-round burst, full auto. Ah, that's where Quick Flag is a bit different. Um, well, Quick Flag New Zealand anyway. I don't know how it works overseas. But um, the way I've worked is that you have a minimum of three springers on a team. There's okay. 5v5, you've got three springers, and then two flywheels. You can have two semis or one semi and one full auto. Okay. that's, that's Yeah, it's just to sort of even it out. Yeah, no, I kind of like that. Um, before Ion Rush came onto the uh, the scene, and I was toying with the idea of trying to get a uh, uh, competitive 
thing going at the dark club i had uh i had you know started to type out some uh potential rules and one of the things that i had uh put in there was that each team would have to have at least one fly one spring then they could figure out the rest of the blasters so uh it's interesting yeah. how some clubs do requirements like that and then other ones uh they just kind of leave it to the teams to figure yeah i mean the last match we had we we had an unbalanced number of of people there and so we we ended up with more than the recommended flywheels on a team and stuff like that but it was mostly people that have been playing for quite a while and it was quite experienced and it was interesting to see how that worked like having the set format for for newbies is fantastic like they they know what they're in for after that first round that it and the tactics start to come out whereas with the experienced players i don't know i think to an extent they're like well this is boring (laughs) so so that last match when we had we had a team that had um two full autos and a a, um semi-auto flywheel on the on the team and two springers and it was it was quite interesting to see the difference and once we move more into the competitors competitive side of things like if a team wants to run full auto and semi-auto flywheels for the whole team that that's that's fine it's it's that's when the tactics will come out but for for these what i call social matches i'll keep it the same that's cool it's interesting how singapore's quick has influenced so many different uh facets of the community and other parts of the world everybody has kind of taken it embraced it but then also added their own stuff as have done you know, this uh, version of it, but also, you know, our good friends down and have taken adapted the same base team in Turn Rush. Yeah, like it's it's quite interesting to see. Like, I mean, just like the competitive nerf scene is. I mean, I love it. I absolutely it's, love it. Like, I've never it's super interesting to see how quickly it's taken off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how I mean, it, this this has been within the last. I want to say, like, literally the last maybe year and a half. How long have you yeah. been doing uh, Quick Flag there, Slater? Um, it's literally just been just over a year now. Okay. And so we, I think we had just, so when they did the uh, the uh, open Ion Rush at End War 18, I think Atomic had basically just started. Is that, yeah. does that sound about right? Yeah, they had only maybe yeah, had a right few, few of their own person. So... They've been around for two years, and all right. So you've been doing this just about a year. Um, any idea yeah. how long Singapore has been doing Quick Flag? Oh, um, I'd have to talk to Min too because he's he's the one that created it. Like super cool dude. He's on deployment at the moment, so getting a hold of him is quite hard. Yeah, but sure. um, I want to say maybe three years, okay. three and a half years. So then it, it seems like it's just about every year that uh, somebody new pops up doing it. Yeah, and then you got Jang with with the the King of the Hill and stuff like that. Yeah, over there as well. Yeah, and I'm glad that there is a organized group that's doing something other than a derivative of. For yeah, well, that's that's the thing I love is uh, like the the Blaster Tag Association was a massive massive help with with actually setting all this up because they've got so many resources just there on their site about the different game formats and things like that. Because I looked at King of the Hill, I, I looked at Island Rush, and I looked at Quick Flag, and Quick Flag was the one that sort of resonated with me because it could be easily adapted to for people coming from Paintball or Airsoft because they both have similar game formats. 
Right. Whereas Ion Rush is, is quite different and King of the Hill even more different. Yeah, yeah, King of the Hill's a whole nother mind. Um you know, yeah. I, I kinda <laughs> used a uh so I know I talked about it on the show back Fourth uh, of well Fourth of July uh, this past year for our uh, our little city's uh, anniversary like their celebration the anniversary of town um, I put together a little yeah. uh, Nerf thing for the youth and they held it at the high school on the football field and they had a bunch of other stuff going um, but I oh kinda, god it was so hot oh it was um, it but was I, so I kind of used Ion Rush and, and I guess uh, you know. Uh, quick flag. Um, I, I kind of used some of the basic rules of that, and it just worked really well as a um, a very basic uh, rule set that meant that the kids weren't just out there shooting darts at people yeah. with, with no goal. Because I tried to do like a 315 type, type uh, gameplay, and nobody was paying attention. Yeah. Nobody was, you know, so when that type of stuff happens where you're dealing with the younger kids, you know, aren't as good at taking their, you got to put some other objective out there. And I, that's yeah. why things like quick flag work so good for competitive. You know, the objective then is not to tag out your other opponents to get whatever that other objective. Yeah. The, the tags are a side effect of exactly. achieving your goal. Exactly. So. That's, that's the thing I do love about the competitive nerf scene is that, that you do have, You've got that main objective, and and you can achieve it however you wish within the rule set, obviously. But the, the tactics involved with the teams, like you, uh, in games where I've not been playing and I've just been sort of watching and, and observing, just you see the teams on the on their start line just mapping things out, and it's quite cool to hear some of the the tactics that they come up with, and you. You have that to an extent with HVZ. Like I've I've seen quite a, a few HVZ videos, but there's a certain amount of chaos to HVZ that you don't have with the competitive stuff. Absolutely. Um, you know, even with HVZ, you know, I think the core concept or the the core relation there is once again, it's not about um the the darts. You know, the the nerf itself in HVZ, it's really a game of tag, and just one team happens to be using nerf, you know, uh, dart blasters as their method of tagging. So it it really yeah. it occurs to me that you know all of the best game types is where there's some other mechanic, and dart blasters have just been integrated very well into the game type. It's an interesting. Uh... I've never thought about it like that, but it, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's got me thinking now. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So is, there, is there plans for more competitive stuff in the Dark Club once all this is over? Or Yeah, we'll get the, back the to tricky thing. The tricky thing is we have the ability to do it. It's it's all about getting the amount of people to do it. There are There's not yeah. a huge, huge push for competitive play up here. Tim, do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, we have a hard time getting people uh, to come. So, you know, we're lucky if we can run three-on-three three at some of our events. So Yeah. Okay, so you've got kind of almost the opposite to what I've got. <laughs> like, uh, you guys have got quite a good turnout for, like, the Z13s and stuff, don't you? Yeah, yeah, Z13. Yeah, we, we have a lot of people coming out. Yeah. Yeah, but not so much for the competitive, whereas it, it's kind of the other way around here. It's, it's funny the different mindsets across the oceans. <laughs> yeah. And part of the reason for I that, though, oil flushes the other direction. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Part part of the reason we have such a good turnout for HVZ, though, is because we are very close to Ohio, and Ohio has a very big 
HVZ community, and we're not that far uh-huh. of a drive. So um, the, the HVZ events at the club where we do have the best turnouts are where people from Ohio tend to. Okay, so I hope I. It's one of my goals is to get the Nerf community in New Zealand like just moving, like just get more people in and just just grow the community here. Yeah, like. There's interest. I mean, come on. We, like at Quit Flag alone, we have we have Big ZNZ, we have Frankenzilla, we have un, Unscrupulous Model File or, or Flood. Um, these these guys are some pretty switched on modders and, and creators for Nerf. I, I just want to be able to have a community that appreciates them. <laughs> right. Right. You know, it's cool that you guys have, you know, a significant amount of, uh, you know, reputable names in the hobby for being such a small your country. Yeah. Like, I mean, if I could convince Ultrasonic to move down from Auckland, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Get them all in Christchurch. Just make it a powerhouse in the world of these <laughs> insane modders. So Ultrasonic, if you're listening, um, it's time to move. Once this lockdown's over, you know, Christchurch is the place to be. Ah, well, cool. I'm uh, I'm really glad that uh, we had John to talk about because you know I I honestly don't know that I realized how um close similar in in origin Quick Flag New Zealand and Ion Rush they were to original for yeah. example. Um, should we move on to shoutouts? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Tom, what you got? Oh, don't put me on the spot. Like, <laughs> um, I'm gonna shout out people doing the world's largest nerf mod mod nerf party. Yeah. Um, appreciate what you guys are doing. It's uh, it's nice to try to bring the community together in a time in which we're all pretty, I don't want to say separated, but just not, not together, just because we're literally just not having events. Now, Tom, so um, I, I, know, yeah. I know that on Discord, Panda is the owner of that server. Did he put this all together, or was it a group thing, or do you know? Or I don't know, Slater, do you even know? I don't, so I'm, I'm I curious. I think it was a collection of people that, that managed to pull it all together and pull it off. I'm not sure who's I know I know Chris idea uh, Pandemonium is your is the one that invited me to it. So I'm, this shout out will be to Chris. Yeah. To Pandemonium. Thank you for all you did. Thank you for inviting me. Um I, I don't know why you guys had the the first most popular nerf podcast on there, not the second. Uh wait, wait, no, 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 no. Out afterwards. The, they had the second what? most popular, not the first. What? Yeah. Since when did we beat him out? We beat him out, in my opinion. Top, or, uh, oh, ben, okay. ben, I know you're listening to this at some point, so you know we'll have to. Once the lockdown is is over, you your your Cage podcast, match. yeah, your podcast and our past, Cage match. <laughs> you both get a berserker or a marauder. <laughs> no foam fingers, foam fingers, darts. No, we've got marauders. <laughs> you can choose. You can choose Jolts. one weapon from the end force line. Tim, what what's your pick? Uh, can I use my uh, gear up recon, Retalicon? No, no, no. You, you got to choose something from the N Force line. Oh, the N Force line, not the N Strike. Yeah, the the, the foam weapons that are actually really nice. All right, well, yeah, I got a Marauder oh. downstairs. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it, it's it's just really cool because you know they have such a wide, diverse, eclectic group of people presenting. I mean, I I never would have thought that. Jackie from Project FDL and Frankenzilla would have teamed up to do a uh, a talk together, and and you know Alice and uh, 
who is it? Allison Xavier doing what I think, right? And there's just there's... oh, I feel like I kind of like that. That's, well, that's a good pairing. And that and that's what I'm getting at. There's so many pairings that you never would have thought of on your own. You know, like you've got uh, yeah. Out of Darts and Naptown doing a Q and A session together. You've got uh, um, you know, what are some of the other ones? I'm I'm looking at it here. Um, you know, Captain Xavier and Bray. That one's kind of a given. Um, uh... There's a lot of Australians on it too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Me cool. because and Ministry of Fun together, and it was, yeah, it's yeah. it's madness. The uh, the Fusion Three Hundred and Sixty <laughs> with Devil Z and uh, Nerf Neko. I mean, you know, there's a yeah. bunch of and Aldos and Captain Xavier doing the the closing and door prizes. I mean, there's so many like random cool mashups of of, of prominent names in our hobby. It's just a cool. Thing. So great shout out, Tom. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll I'll get all sappy for a moment. I'll I'll shout out all of our uh, warriors on the front lines during this uh, epidemic going on. You know the nurses and the doctors, people that are just doing their jobs at grocery stores, and truck drivers getting medical supplies and groceries and everything to the places so that people can continue to to do what they need to do to survive in, in everything that's going on. My shout out goes to all of you people. Shout out to the essential workers. Yeah. The essential yes. personnel. Yes. Yeah. The backbone. Clap it out, guys. Clap it out. Everything. Yeah. I was the only one. I was the only... There we go. Clap it out. Let's go. All right, Slater, your turn. What do you got? Who you got to shout out? Well, I well, first of all, shout out to you guys for putting all this together and and finally having me on here. That's a cop out. (laughs) That um, I'm getting. uh, This is is, we we are happy to have you on. Be grateful, (laughs) (laughs) but also a, a shout out to again the people that are doing. All the work on the front lines. I mean, you guys have already shouted out the people oh, I really oh, wanted to I shout out. Can I change mind to the people on the front lines now? <laughs> like, I, feel uh, I wanted to shout out. I wanted to shout out the mod party as well. But okay, but I'll keep also on. the the people that have helped me put all of this together, like with with the quick flag and everything like that. Like I could not have done this alone. Like motivation that I get just from the people that come to participate is, is fantastic. So shout out to everyone that comes along to the matches. Shout out to all you guys. Like you guys have been a wonderful, wonderful motivation as well. Chatting away to you guys over the, the, the year has been incredibly helpful, but, but also people like Jang and, and Jackie from FDL and, and the Atomic Dark League and things like that as well. Yeah. Couldn't have done it without you guys. I, I I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't know if our podcast would still be going without our community. You know that we have you know built in our Discord and what you know. It's something that really helps exactly. us keep going. Tim, are you I mean, calling us PBS? Days where... <laughs> what was that? This Tom? program was made. Po- are you calling us PBS? <laughs> this, program. this program was made possible by viewers like you. Thank you. I'm pointing. I'm pointing at my monitor, so I'm talking to you guys. Like you, <laughs> specifically you. you. Yeah, I see you sitting there. I feel like I you're you. about to you break out. Think your camera's in... safe? <laughs> what? I feel like you're about to break out into the reading rainbow song. Butterfly in the sky. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Mr. Rogers. Uh, don't even know what half this stuff is now. <laughs> yeah. Weird American stuff. Basically. Yeah, oh, yeah so, it is weird. Uh, Slater, Slater, I got to call you out on something. Slater didn't know what an Arnold Palmer was. <laughs> yeah. 
Really? Like, Apparently, that's not a thing other places. Do they, well, that's totally American. Do, do you guys call it? Dude, Arnold Palmer's are so good. So some some places call it a half and half. Do you call it half and half over there? Maybe. No. No. Okay. Because I have heard. I thought, I thought that was like so weird. <laughs> Just in case anybody else who's listening doesn't know what an Arnold Palmer or a half and half is, it's half lemonade, half iced tea. It's pretty good. Yeah. Better. It's even better when, when you add alcohol. <laughs> See anything that's like if you add lemonade to anything here, it's it's probably a beer. Like you, you pour half a pint and then the rest of it's lemonade, and that's called a shandy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we oh, have, I might a... have to do that. Kind of good. We have a popular beer we, here we, called uh, Lining Kugels, and they have a, a summer shandy that is uh, lemonade. Yeah, so that's the only half and half of anything that we have here uh, <laughs> that I know of. Uh. <laughs> so the next time you get the chance, try try a half and half, or try an iced tea, or fuck Arnold Palmer. That's the one. There's my one for the episode too. <laughs> yeah, you've been good this time. Yeah, well, I, don't I think it was enough. actually your second. Ah, whatever. I don't, I, I don't remember the first. I'll edit the first or one the out. <laughs> I'll edit the first one out, so this will be his first. <laughs> Tim, you wanna ask, can you also edit out this part where we're talking about editing it out? No, no, I'm going to leave this part in. Like you, no, you usually do, don't you? No, I don't. <laughs> Whenever you tell you me to edit yes, something Tim, out. Whenever episode. you're talking about <laughs> Whenever <laughs> you're talking about editing out, talking about editing out, he always leaves it in. Yes, I do. I know. But Tim can say he does, he edits it out because I don't listen. Yeah. You really should. <laughs> I should, but I don't. All right. Well, I think that wraps this well, episode this, up. This is, what? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, this is probably the one episode I'm not going to listen to. Like, I've listened exactly. to all your guys' episodes, but this is going to be the one where I'm like, I don't want to hear myself talking. Like, I know that exactly. I ramble, and sometimes I don't make sense, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> uh, see, I always listen Thank to our episodes after the fact. My point. I always listen to them after the fact so I can hear how well I am. I don't listen to them because I already know what I said until I forget what I said, which is immediately after we record. <laughs> so you should listen to them again so you know what you said. I, I just don't want to hear myself talk. Oh, by the way, uh, go check out Detroit Nerf. Put up a video of all our Enver footage. By the way, it's only two minutes. Sorry, I'm terrible at getting footage. I, I love how you start out and then you were at the airport, and then there's like 10 seconds of in, in the <laughs> field footage. Of one mission. And then we're on and our way home. I made it seem like it was so quick. Yeah. It was, it was... Tom? What? Tom? Hello? You did? Tom? What? What? You stopped talking. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, then you I kinda... will say, the two and a half minute video was still good footage. It was. It, it, it was a fun little watch. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so basically what we need to do is we just need to keep a GoPro running on me at all times if I want to get footage ever. Because <laughs> no, I, no. I will no. never remember no. to get footage on my own. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom gave me his uh, his Osmo to take to uh, Atlanta for the 3v3. I recorded one little clip of the jungle hallway in the Atlanta airport and then completely forgot I had the camera the entire rest I know, of the it's, trip. It's really hard to get footage. <laughs> I don't know some people are really good at it. You know, like Connor, he's always recording. And, you know, um, other people like myself, I, I just never think about it. That, you know, unless I have like a scheduled time to record, I would never just pull out my recorder and start talking. You know, about random thoughts or or whatever's going on. For me, honestly, recording footage gives me anxiety. Like it's just like crap. What if I record isn't good enough? So I just yeah. don't. So I need I need yeah. to get over that anxiety. Get back to recording more. Who knows. Maybe after Corona, I want to record more. Yeah. I kind of do already because I have so many things to review. Also, waiting on my tally plus still. I don't know if we talked about that two weeks ago. No. Uh, I don't, it it's wasn't. in the mail somewhere, maybe. Oh, is it finally in the mail? Yeah, I was supposed to be here today, but then uh, 
USPS is just like, by the way, it's delayed. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I kind of figured it would be. Telling me to be here two days was too was too good. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, then we, I, I might be doing a live stream of assembling. My- That'd be cool. We'll have to. Um, yeah. yeah. All, all right. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I think that'll pretty much wrap this episode up. So uh, again, Slater, thank you so much for joining us, uh, taking some time out of your day to uh, to be our guest. <laughs> hey, Slater. Thank you for having Slater, me. Do you want do you want to say our hashtag? Yeah. 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 Totally. Go ahead. Hashtag be stuff. Tim, end it, end it right there. All right. Like before I started talking, I did it there. Yeah, okay? yeah, I will, I will. Don't, don't, don't keep this part in, okay? No, I won't. Maybe, maybe uh... Okay, okay. You will. What? Just to, just to make sure you won't. Fuck, 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 fuck. There, now we can't keep it. Hashtag free stuff.